song of the Lord. Storms of life call upon strong anchors to hold us down. Knowing who holds the anchors connected to the storms in our lives will reveal the outcomes and victories we will experience in stormy times. Somebody say, Lord, give me your peace. I want to say that again. The storms of life call upon strong anchors to hold us down. Knowing who holds the anchors connected to the storms in our lives will reveal the outcomes and victories we will experience in stormy times. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that you reveal your hand of peace protection over us today. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that the anchors of your love, grace, and favor keep us in perfect peace during the storms that are raging and battering the boats of life. Father, keep us in a place where our faith doesn't diminish or waver in any way. Father, let the authority of your words relieve the noise of wind clouding our thoughts and choices. Father, let our time in the word be our strength and fortitude. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. In the gospel of Mark, verse number 35 chapter number 4 on that day when evening came he said to them let us go to the other side simply want to talk about today in this second installment of our soul winning series Jesus is my anchor storms of life call upon strong anchors to hold us down. Knowing who holds the anchors connected to the storms in our lives will reveal the outcomes and victories we will experience in stormy times. I am reminded of a story of two pastors in a boat. <laughs> Rev, I think you're going to like this today. Two, two pastors in a boat. One of the pastors was just beginning his pastoral journey. The other pastor whom he was preparing to succeed in ministry asked him one day to take a ride in his boat. Not knowing what to expect, the younger pastor obliged and got into the boat. As they begin to sail out on the water, a storm begins brewing over the waters and the younger pastor begins to ask the older pastor by asking, are you paying attention to the clouds? It looks like it's getting ready to rain. And he said the pastor, Pat, uh, he, he said the pastor, uh, continue talking and sailing the boat further along into deeper water. As the clouds darken and thicken, the younger pastor says to the older pastor, should we turn around and, and go back to shore? The weather doesn't look too good. And, and the older pastor continues to, as if he doesn't care about the storm. He, he continues to move along and continues to talk as if he doesn't care about the storm. However, he finally responds and he says to the younger pastor, we can either turn back or travel through the storm or we can drop the anchor and settle here until the storm passes. <laughs> the younger pastor says to himself, why would we drop an anchor in the middle of a storm when we can simply 
turn around. And as they continue into the storm, the, the younger pastor asks the older pastor, why would you put me in a boat knowing that it was going to rain? Didn't you check the weather? The older pastor responds with a quiet voice and says, maybe it's better to just drop the anchor here and wait it out. I want to say that again. The, the older pastor responds with a quiet voice. And he says, maybe it's better to just drop the anchor here and wait it out. Seeing that the rain is on its way, the younger pastor says, what is an anchor going to do in this small boat? The older pastor simply says, it's going to hold us in place <laughs> until the storm passes. Somebody say, Jesus is my anchor. And many of you can probably tell where the story goes from there. The storms of life call upon the strong anchors to hold us down. Hear this thought for today. Knowing who holds the anchors connected to the storms in our lives will reveal the outcomes and victories we will experience in the boat, in stormy times. Just like the two pastors in the boat, you and I are in a boat headed to the other side to live, to get away, to rest, recoup, spend some time away from all of the noise and the pressing crowds of serving and ministering to others. However, in the process, of getting to Vegas, Miami, all of the other places that you're trying to go, a storm arises and impedes my journey. <laughs> although, just think about it all, although you have taken this trip many times, we think about it, you're in the air, you're in the cruise ship, and, and, and the plane hits a rough patch and causes everybody to rethink, should I have taken this flight? Should I have gotten on this boat? Maybe I should have stayed home, but you're in the middle of a storm, and what are you going to do? The doors of the ship have closed, and the ship is too far away to turn around. I simply need you to understand that you've got to buckle in and understand that you're in the middle of a storm with nowhere to go but onward and forward. I want you to just think about the words of the late Reverend Douglas Miller. He wrote a song called, My Soul is anchored in the Lord. Come on, I want you to say it again. I'm in the middle of a storm, but my soul is anchored in the Lord. Come on, I want you to say it again. I'm in the middle of a storm, an unexpected storm, but my soul, come on, I need you to say it like you really mean it. My soul is anchored in the Lord. In Mark chapter number 4, in verses 35 through 41, we can see that the disciples and Jesus have gotten into a boat to travel to the other side. But when we look at the text, we can really uh, juxtapose uh, the two pastors in the boat with Jesus and the disciples in the boat. I, I want to talk about four living or four saving anchors that remind us that Jesus is with us. Come on, think about the story again. Uh, the younger pastor was just starting his journey. Uh, the older pastor had already finished his journey. He puts them in a boat and he decides that it's better to settle in the water than to turn around. Four life-saving anchors that remind us that Jesus is with us. Anchor number one, 
when you want to be reminded that Jesus is with you, I want you to be reminded that Jesus gets into the same boat as the disciples. We talked about it on last week. Come on now. Uh, he's preaching on the shore. He sees two boats and he sees fishermen with their nets empty and he gets into the right boat. He gets into Peter's boat. We can see it here again. Uh, Mark starts this story off, this narrative, really fast. Uh, he gets into the same boat with the disciples. In stormy times, you must realize that Jesus has already gotten into the boat with you. In the beginning scripture, verse number 35, it says that he says, uh, let us go over to the other side. Come on now. The moment that he said, let us go over to the other side, it sealed victory on your behalf. For whatever is going to take place, you've got to remember that Jesus asked you to go over to the other side with him. Come on now. You didn't make this decision on your own. You didn't call yourself. You didn't give yourself the gifts and the callings that you have. Uh, he spoke into your life one day and he said, let us go to the other side. I need ministry over there. I need you to do something over here, but we've got to understand in the text, uh, Jesus wants to get to the other side because he's probably exhausted uh, from a long time in ministry, and he wants to get away from the pressing crowd. So number one, the first anchor that reminds us in stormy times is that Jesus got into the boat. He gets into the boat We've got to understand that Jesus will never take us into a place that he himself will not be present. Come on now. See, see when Jesus is working on your behalf, when God is working on your behalf, he will never put you in a place that he himself will never be present. He said, let's go over to the other side, and he gets into the boat. Anchor number two. Four life-saving moments that remind us that Jesus is with us. Anchor number two, Jesus takes a rest and he goes to sleep. Jesus gets in my boat. He says, let's go over to the other side. He gets into the boat, but then he goes to sleep. In verse number 37 and 38, it says, And there arose a fierce gale wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the storm asleep on a cushion. And they woke him up and said, teacher, do you not care? We are perishing. Who told you you were perishing? That's the first question that I simply want to ask right there. Who told you you were perishing? Uh, Jesus says, let's go over to the other side. He goes over and he says, let's get in the boat. He decides that he wants to get in the boat with his disciples. He gets in the boat. He goes to sleep. We don't know how long he was sleeping. We don't know how long they were traveling. Uh, blessings on your life, Dr. Pat, we love you so much. Uh, but, and we simply want to say it right here. Uh, Jesus goes to sleep. Jesus takes a moment to rest. <laughs> Jesus teaches us how to rest in our weary moments. Uh, the, 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 the significance here that Jesus is sleeping is that Jesus teaches you and I how to rest in weary moments of our life. I like what Matthew eleven twenty eight says. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your, and refresh your souls. Uh, verse 29 here, Vita says, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, recreation, and blessed quietness. Uh, yeah, Y'all know when we saw that song, uh, Vita's getting ready to go in. Uh, Y'all remember the old Baptist song, Blessed Quietness. Yeah. 
Holy quietness, what assurance in my soul. On the stormy sea, Jesus speaks to me, and the billows seem to roll. Stop. Hey. <laughs> He gives you blessed quietness. He, he, he's saying here in the text that you're going to find ease, refreshment, recreation, and blessed quietness for your soul. Verse number 30 finishes out the text. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, sharp or present, but comfortable. I want to say that again. Uh, uh, for my yoke is wholesome. It is useful, good, never harsh, never hard, never sharp or pressing, but comfortable. <laughs> comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be born. Come on now. Uh -uh. Jesus goes to sleep. And, and the lesson that he's wanting us to learn in weary moments, in stormy moments, where we have to drop our anchors in the middle of an unexpected storm, uh, in, in a place that we are familiar with, because we've got to set the text here. Uh, they were familiar with crossing the Lake of Galilee. Uh, they were familiar that the Lake of Galilee and any moment could erupt in a storm, but this storm seemed to be a little different. Come on now, just because you're used to coming down 116th all your life uh, and you're used to it raining, you're used to the traffic, uh, sometimes in weary moments in your life, uh, you can experience a moment that seems to be so unfamiliar to you that Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. Come on now. My rest upon you will relieve you. It will ease you. It will refresh you. It'll give you moments of recreation. It'll cause a moment that you will have blessed quietness in your soul. Come on now. Come on now, my, my, my word for you, my instructions are never hard, they're never sharp, but they are pleasant, comfortable, and gracious for you. Jesus goes to sleep, but while Jesus is sleeping, the disciples seem to be perishing. In moments where Jesus is on the boat, they've seen Jesus do miracle after miracle. They've seen him do workings. They've seen him do miraculous things, but for some odd reason, they have not yet come until the revelation that they are with the miracle worker. They just see the teacher sleep. Come on now. That's why they call him teacher, rabbi. Come on now. The one who is instructing our instructor, our teacher. You're the discipler. You're the one that's giving us the instruction, but you're asleep. There are moments in your life where the teacher will get on your boat and go to sleep while you are in the middle of a storm. Moments in your life where the teacher himself finds a resting place. Number three, when we look at the first anchor, Jesus gets into the boat. You're not alone. Jesus will never put you in a position where he himself will not be present. Come on now. Anchor number two, Jesus takes a moment of rest and he goes to sleep, Brittany, but he's teaching us how to rest in weary moments. Remember, in every weary moment and every storm of your life, he's going to give you blessed quiet. He's going to relieve. He's going to give you a moment of recreation where you can laugh in the middle of the storm, where you can crack a joke in the middle of a storm, where you can look at the situation and the circumstances that you're going through, and you can feel at ease. It's just like the Commodores used to say, I'm easy like Sunday morning. Come on now. I, I know y'all ain't been saved all your life. Come on now. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Come on now. I know that the road gets rough, and the 
the going gets tough. The hills are hard to climb, but I'm going to make a decision today that I will rest in the presence of the Lord, that I will rest in the middle of this storm. No matter how hard it gets, I want to learn the lesson that God is trying to teach me. He says, come unto me, all you who are what? Heavy laden and overburdened. Come on now. When you're overburdened, just run to God. Come on now. Lay it at the altar and stay there until he gives you relief. Stay there not until the situation goes, but until you're able to smile, until you're able to lift your head, understand that your anchor is being held down by a Christ that is sitting in your boat with you and you're never alone. Anchor number three, Jesus speaks to the wind and tells it to hush. That, 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 that seems to be pretty funny. How do you speak to something that you cannot see? <laughs> Come on, think about it. I can hear it. I can feel it. But I can't see it. Come on, look at it now. Uh, it, it says that they got in the boat as they were traveling across a familiar territory to the other side. Uh, a fierce gale wind comes upon them to the point that the boat is already filling up. That means that there's water in the boat. That means that there's so much water in the boat that they believe that in the next moments of their life, their boat is going to sink. Now, these were fishermen, so they were accustomed to water coming into their boat. They are accustomed to being wet by the water. They're accustomed to being in storms. They're, they're accustomed. They're, they, they, they've learned how to be studious in learning how to make their way and navigate through the storm. But it was this storm that brought fear upon them. It was this storm that caused them to be terrified to the point that they had to go and wake up Jesus. Can, can you imagine uh, uh, you get in trouble outside, you weren't supposed to be outside, mama's in the house, and now you got to go there and knock on the door and wake up your mama? Oh, come on now. You know what's going to happen. They're going to say, why did you wake me up? Why, why are you bothering me? I told you to leave me alone. You know I got to go to work. You know I got to do this and do that. But if you don't get out of my room, they go in and they wake Jesus up in a moment where they were terrified. Come on now, think about it. When you look at the text here, uh, uh, it's, 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 it, it seems to be funny to me that Jesus wakes up and he speaks to the wind. He, he, he speaks to the wind. Uh, he, he doesn't tell it to stop. He, he, he doesn't tell the rain. He, he doesn't tell the waves. He speaks to the wind. There are moments in your life where you think, that the rain is the most damaging part of the storm, but it's not. Uh, there are moments in your life where you think that the snow is the most damaging. Uh, but can I tell you, wind comes to do what? It tears. It destroys. It can frighten you. It can scare you. It can do so many things in your life just as it did to the disciples in the boat. Come on now. In verse number 39, uh, it says, And he got up and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down, come on now, and became perfectly calm. Uh, come on, let's look at this number three. Uh, come on now. Uh, when, when you look at it, uh, he speaks to the wind and he tells the wind to hush. Come on now. Uh, and after he tells uh, it to hush, the wind dies down and becomes perfectly calm. How does a wind become calm? 
How does when become calm? I, I want to ask that a question. I want to ask the question again. You're in a storm, and the wind becomes calm. Come on now. Uh, he didn't tell the storm to stop. He told the wind to hush. Come on now. Uh, he, I want to say it again. He did not tell the storm to stop. He's not telling the storms to stop in your life. What he's speaking to is the agitating sound of the wind, the, the, the animals. Come on now. Uh, the, 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 the animals, come on now, that word hush means to silence, to stop from speaking, uh, uh, to made to be quiet. Come on now, you're in a storm and you feel that the storm is what's causing all of the confusion. You feel that the storm is what's causing you to make bad choices. You feel that the storm is what's holding you back. Can I speak to you? No, 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 no. The storm is not the problem. It's it's the wind that is too loud in your ear. The wind that tells you to leave your family. The wind that tells you to make a decision and you've not prayed for it. The wind that causes you to be uneasy. The wind that causes your soul to be unsettling. A wind that causes you to be all unglued in every area of your life. Jesus looks at the storm and he says, hush. He speaks to the wind. He speaks to that thing that that is in you that's causing you to become unglued. He's speaking to the winds of distraction, the winds of confusion. He's speaking to the winds of doubt. He's speaking to the winds that cause you to feel as if you're perishing. Come on now. Uh, uh, Jesus is my anchor. I need somebody to say it. Uh, Jesus is my anchor. Come on now. I'm in the middle of a storm. I'm on a boat that I'm familiar with. Uh, I know how to ride through this. Uh, I've been here before, but it seems like the water that I have in my boat is too much for me to go further. But he speaks to the wind in your life. Come on now. The wind that tells you you can't make it. The wind that says, I need to turn around. No, you don't turn around. I need you to keep your eyes on me. I need you to look onward and forward and toward the light of my salvation. I need you to put your trust in me. I need you to buckle down and ride through this storm. I hear you, Rev. Jesus uses his voice to silence the noise of storms in our life. Remember that word hush. It means to be silenced. It means to stop from speaking or to be made quiet. But then let's move further. Uh, Jesus speaks to the rumbling and agitating sound of the wind. The animals. It is a strong wind. This was a strong wind. Have you ever been here in Cleveland and you can see that it looks like it's getting ready to rain, but there is no rain? Nothing is dropping, but you hear the sound of wind. You see the trees blowing. You see the lines outside blowing, and it seems like the trees going to fall on your house. It, it seems like everything, the power goes out. There is no rain, but there is the sound of wind. Come on now. The sound of wind is what Jesus spoke to, and he speaks to the wind in such a way that he commands it to behave. How do you command when to behave? Come on now, I said it again. Uh, how are you speaking to something that you cannot see? Come on now, you can only see the effects of what it's doing. Come on now, it's causing the boat to go like this. It's causing it to go sideways. It's causing those strong palm leaves to bend all the way down to the ground, but they're not going to break. Come on now. Uh, oh, well, come on now, this wind that's causing you to bend it's causing you to go from side to side but I'm here to tell you that this strong wind has already been silenced it's already been spoken to and Jesus speaks to the wind and he says hush I need you to behave yourself I'm not trying to say that the storm is over but the wind that you once felt is going to behave you won't have to deal with that anymore just ride through the storm. I'll silence the wind. I'll silence the noise. I'll silence the distraction. I'll silence the detours. But you've got to trust me enough to drop the anchor and let me speak to the wind. Yes, 
Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. You got an anchor that you're holding on to. You want to turn around. It's too late to turn around. It's going to be too hard to turn around. Come on now. When you're trying to turn around in a storm, you're going to cause more damage than you should. You're going to walk into unnecessary pain, unnecessary turmoil. It's better to go through the storm so that you get out of the storm. Ah, Don't ever turn around in a storm and you got to go all the way back to the beginning because you don't know where the storm came from. The storm could be behind you. And the moment that you turn around, you're running into a storm that God is trying to lead you out of. The moment that you turn around, you're probably running into more noise that God is trying to silence in your life. Keep your eyes on me and drop your anchor and understand that I'm in the boat. I know that I was asleep, but I got up and I rebuked the wind. So stay here and remain steady, sober, and settled. Come on now. Remember that although the winds and the storms may be raging in your life, come on now, just know that Jesus has commanded joy it to bring you no harm. It's like going through a tornado. The tornado comes through your neighborhood but it doesn't destroy anything. Come on now. Come on now. You're in the middle of a storm, but nothing is destroyed. It feels like everything's going to be lost, but nothing is destroyed. He said, I will silence the storm. I'll give you peace. I'll give you relief. I'll bring ease to your spirit. Come on now. Just trust me enough. I like what Psalms 89 and 9 says. You rule the swelling seas. When its waves rise, you steal them. Come on now. Only God can do something like this. <laughs> Come on now. We, we want to talk about the power of Jesus. Uh, I, I don't know anybody else uh, that's ever spoke to the wind and told it to behave. Come on now, we, we can talk about other things. You know, he healed the blind, opened up the ears. Come on now, uh, did he get up? Could he got up? I don't know, but let's look at this right here. I don't know anybody in existence that's ever spoke to the wind, and the wind did this. But it was still raining. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. The trees were still acting crazy. Come on now. Uh, the power lines were still going crazy. Come on now. Power blinking in and out, but there was no noise. Come on now. There was a stillness. Come on now. Have you ever seen a storm in your natural life where everything was going crazy, but you didn't hear the wind? You could see the effects, but you couldn't hear it. That's what Jesus is trying to do in our lives right now. He's trying to steal the wind, but push you through a storm. <sighs> See, many of us pray that the storm stops. <laughs> what you should be praying is that God steal the wind. Speak to the wind. Come on now and push me through the storm. Come on now. Uh, uh, push me through the waves. Come on now. Cause my boat to make it over the highest waves that I've never experienced. Come on now. A way that hits my boat that should knock me over. But because the wind has to behave. No harm. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Come on. Now. I'll say it again. No weapon formed against you. Uh, uh, the weapon of the storm. The weapon of the wind. It has to behave because Jesus is in the boat with you. Come on now. Anchor number four. Four life-saving moments that teach you and I and remind us that Jesus is in the boat. Anchor number four. Jesus confronts the fear and lack of faith that the disciples displayed. Jesus is in a boat. Come on now. <laughs> My daughter's just teasing me. <laughs> Jesus is in your boat. And you're afraid. That's like walking down the street. And your pastor's walking with you. And in the middle of a storm, you turn around and you run back. 
instead of watching me walk with you. Oh, come on. Come on now. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. You got to walk with the person that has authority to speak to the wind in your life. The moment that you get out of the boat, the moment that you start ignoring that the authority that's in the boat with you is there to rebuke the wind, is there to cause whatever's going on in your life to behave. Come on now. That's why it's important that you connect to your man of God. That's why it's important that you see your man of God as an intercessor that you see your man of God that has the authority of God to rebuke things in your life. Come on now. Uh, it has nothing to do uh, with how big, how small, but when God puts the authority of his word in your life, uh, you've got to connect to that. Uh, don't connect to the man. Connect to the anointing. Connect to the grace. Uh, I need somebody to say the same grace uh, that Jesus and the disciples had is the same grace uh, that I have with my bishop and the rock church so I'm speaking to the silencing of the wind to behave in your life but I gotta confront this why do you doubt come on now he confronts the spirit of fear see they had a spirit of fear they had a spirit of fear. Come on now. Uh, there's a difference. They were so terrified that they woke the man up. So terrified. Jesus didn't even say nothing to him. He just got up and said, hush. Then he turns around and says, what's your problem? What's your problem? All you had to do was go out there and tell the dog to, to be quiet. But I was scared it was going to bite me. <laughs> I was scared it was going to jump off the chain. And I, Who told you to go outside? All you had to do was open the door and say, hush. <laughs> but see, when the spirit of fear hits you, it makes you believe that you got to go out to the dog, look him in his face, and say, would you please be quiet? Because you're getting on my nerves today. See, that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to get out of your boat yeah. with fear and say, would you please stop? Just please stop. Come on now, Reverend. Come on now. Don't do this to me now. You know, you know, I gotta go to the party tonight and, and then all this. Please, please, please. No, 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 no. Jesus says, hush. And then he turns around and he says, What is your problem? You're so terrified that you lost your faith. You were so terrified that you forgot. That I'm Jesus. You, 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 you were so terrified that I asked you to go to the other side with me. You, you, you were so terrified and focused on the fact that you were thinking that you were dying, but you were gaining strength. <laughs> Come on now. If the boat is going to sink, it's going to sink. If the boat was going to sink... By the time they got to Jesus, they would have been underwater. Come on now. Uh, the enemy wants you to believe that your life is over. The enemy wants you to believe that your dream is dead. The enemy wants you to believe that what you're doing for God is never going to work. And he causes you to forget and to lose your faith. And Jesus is sitting right there. He's already right there. Come on, look at it. He said to them, because of the littleness of your faith. I like this, what Matthew says. He says to them, because of the littleness of your faith, that is your lack of firmly relying on trust. For truly I say to you, you have faith that is living like a grain of a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder's place. And it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. Did you hear this? The Lord bless and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. But you cannot ignore that he's in the boat with you. You got to understand that you have an anchor. And the anchor is Jesus Christ. <laughs> The anchor is the Holy Ghost. The anchor 
is God himself. Come on now. The anchor that you have is the power to overcome. The power to endure. I, I know that the storm seems as if it's never going to cease. But if you can just lift your hands and begin to say, Lord, speak to the wind. Come on, if you can just lift up your hands and say, Jesus, speak to this wind. It's loud in my life. Come on, come on, lift your hands. Come on. Come on, don't you sit there and act as if. Come on now. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on, respond. Come on, respond to the authority. Lift your hands and say, Lord, speak to this wind. Whatever you might be going through, whatever you might be, come on, say it over and over. Lord, speak to this until you feel peace. Come on now. Until you feel relief. Come on now. I'm not asking you to stop the storm, oh God. It's not the storm that's causing me a problem. It's the wind that's causing me to fear. It's the wind that's causing me to reject my faith in you and to rely on trust, oh God. Father, speak to the wind and cause the wind to behave as you push me through and out of this storm. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. A lot of times we want breakthrough after it's over. But can I tell you, your breakthrough happens in the midst of the storm. <laughs> Come on, say, I want to experience the breakthrough of God's peace as I go through this. Come on. Hallelujah. I speak to the wind. I speak to the wind of divorce. I speak to the wind of, of lack of finances. I, I speak to the wind where men are hurting. I speak to the wind where mothers are broken, sons and daughters are finding their way. I, I speak to the wind of drug addiction. I, I speak to the wind of murder and terror. I, I speak to the wind of, of sickness and disease. I, I speak to the wind of depression, anxiety. I, I speak to the wind that, that causes us to be unfaithful, oh God. But Father, as I speak to the wind, I command the wind to hush and to behave and to act correctly. Father, I thank you right now that Jesus is on the boat. Because Jesus is on the boat, we will not die. We'll make it to the other side. We might be wet. Come on now. My clothes might be drenched, but I'll make it through the uh, to the other side. I'll make it with peace. I'll make it whole. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, come on. Come on, children. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Peace in my mind. Peace in my house. Peace on my job. Peace in my car as I travel to work. Peace in my finances. In Jesus' name, speak to the wind of lack. Speak to the wind and cause the abundance of rain to pour upon my house. Come on. Speak to it. Come on, speak to it. Come on, speak to it. Come on, speak to the wind. Come on, say, Jesus is my anchor. Come on, say, Jesus is my anchor. Come on, say, he's my anchor. Come on, he's my anchor. Drop your anchor. Be like the pastor that was in the boat. He was really trying to teach the younger pastor that, he's, that as he prepared to succeed him in ministry, he was trying to teach him that there are going to be moments on your journey where you won't be able to turn around, daughter. And you just got to drop your anchor and wait it out. But as you wait it out, come on now. <laughs> as you wait it out. <laughs> as you wait it out. He'll give you peace. He'll speak to the wind. Ah, 
Can I testify about y'all today? Can I testify? Ah, come on now, come on now. When you lose your job, come on now. After 22 years, and the wind says, you got to go now. But when the peace of God comes in and says, let's get ready to ride. Come on now. I want to silence fear. I want to silence lack. I want to silence whatever is going to cause you to run away from me. But the moment you drop your anchor, your anchor in worship, your anchor of faith, your anchor of trust, your anchor that I will remain committed. As for me in my house, we will praise the Lord. We will serve the Lord all the days of my life. I might have to pull back a little bit, but I'm going to keep pressing because Jesus is in the boat with me. And because Jesus is here, I got an anchor that'll speak to my soul. It'll speak to the raging wind. It'll speak to the fierce gale wind that comes to disrupt, that comes to cloud my thinking and my choices. But when you can drop your anchor. Come on, come on. Lift your hands. Come on, stand on your feet. Come on. Come on. Come on, lift your hands. Come on. Come on. Come on. In a storm, you can't get out of the boat because if you get out of the boat, you're going to drown. You can't throw nothing over because everything you got in the boat is what you need to live. Come on now. Come on now. Everything that you got on the boat, come on now. You can't get rid of it because that's your resources. Come on now. Hey, come on now. That's your life savings. God's not asking you to throw it away. All he wants you to do is sit there and drop your anchor. Come on. Come on. Say, Jesus. Is my anchor. Come on, say, Jesus is my anchor. Come on, say, Jesus is my anchor. Come on now, Jesus is my anchor. Come on now, Jesus. Come on, oh, Rabbi. Come on, say it, son. Come on, say it, son. Say, Jesus is my anchor. Jesus is my anchor. Oh, Rabbi, I speak to your mind. I speak to your spirit that the calling of the Lord and the blessing of the Lord shall rest on your life, son. You will never be confused a day in your life. You're the man of God that God calls you to you're the bishop that you said that you were I speak it now in Jesus name out of your belly shall flow living rivers of waters and you'll speak to winds you'll go to school and you'll speak to your classroom and you'll tell it to behave Jesus name Hallelujah. The enemy of wind that comes to disrupt our children. Come on, lift your hands. The enemy that comes to disrupt their mind. Come on now. Begins to speak untrue things in their mind. I come against the spirit of suicide. I come against the spirit of depression. I come against the spirit of compromise. Come on now. Oh, Rabbi. Come on now. That, that's what we're dealing with. The spirit of compromise. The enemy wants our children to compromise. He wants them to compromise. He can't get them to agree, so he says just compromise it's alright to take this drug that'll make you feel better it's alright to smoke a little weed it's alright to have a little premarital sex with the wrong guy come on now come on lift your hands come on the enemy wants our children to compromise he wants our young adults to compromise the anointing and the grace that is on their life he, he wants them to compromise and to contaminate 
their purpose in life. Remember, Jesus is on your boat. So you never have to compromise. You never have to make a deal with the enemy. He doesn't have a deal. I know who I'm talking to. He doesn't have a deal. He's a liar. He's fake. He's a punk. He's illegitimate. He's a hypocrite. He's phony. There's nothing real about the enemy. He doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. He wants you to compromise. And when you get in trouble, he's going to leave you. Because he doesn't have the power to redeem you out of what he got you into. Always remember that. The enemy will get you into something that he doesn't have the power to redeem you. That's why he runs. And that's why he wants you to stay there. Because he never has a plan to get you out of it. Whew. Come on now. The power of an anchor. It'll hold you when your money's low. It'll hold you when you can't have money and got to pay your bills. It'll hold you when you need to make a powerful decision. The anchor of the Lord will hold you in place. Oh, come on, it'll let you. Come on, lift your hands. Hey, come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands and say, quiet. Quiet the storms in my life. He quiets the storms in my life. Let's say the wind. He quiets the winds in my life. That's what we want to say. He quiets the winds in my life. Lift your hands. He quiets the winds in my life. Come on, be precise and clear with it. He quiets the winds in my life. He quiets. He quiets the winds in my life. Oh, Rebbe de Rabbi. I hear you, Vita. Hear you, Brittany. Come on. Why is the wind in my life? I hear you, Jordan. Somebody say, Lord, speak to the wind in my life. Come on now, speak to the wind. Whatever you want to do, and the winds in your life have been so harsh towards that dream, I want you to lift your hand. Come on, lift your hand. Whatever you've been dreaming to do, and the winds have just been uncontrollable, just unfavorable. Lift your hands and say, Lord, this is the last day that this wind will treat me wrong. Lord, I speak to the wind and I command it to behave and to be silent because what you called me to do requires that I get to the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't turn around, whatever you do. Stay on the lake and keep going to the other side. Don't veer to the left, don't veer to the right. 
day forward, onward and upward to the other side. I want to be saved today. Filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I just need you to lift your hands and say, Lord, I ask that you fill me, immerse me in the power of the Holy Ghost. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that you convict my soul and let your word convict my heart that it brings me to a place of repentance. I repent of all my wrongdoing, of all the sin. I acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross, rose again to save me, to redeem me. I ask that Jesus be my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. I want you to be faithful today. I want you to be faithful today in your giving today. It's your commitment that you've made between you and God. Your tithe is your faithful commitment between you and God. It's your covenant. Your offering is what opens the windows of heaven where he pours out a blessing where you won't have room enough to receive. Come on now. Your, your seed that you sow into your men of God is your harvest. It comes back to you. Your tithe is your 10%. Your tithe is what you commit to giving to God. Your offering is your commitment to God. It's, 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 it's not to me. It's not to our church. You give to God because you love Him and you honor Him. <laughs> and I say that. We give to God because we love Him. And because we love Him, we honor Him with our tithe. We honor Him with our offering. And we honor Him with our seed that we give. And because we honor Him, we trust that His Word will never lie. That when I give, He said it will be given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will men give back into my bosom. That when I sow my seed, that it creates a harvest that comes back to me. Because I trust that my love and my honor for you produces seed in my life. <laughs> it produces overflow in my life. It redeems what the canker worm, the locusts have come to eat up. It redeems me from that. He says that the tithe is holy. I give because I love and I honor God. In Jesus' name. I want to encourage you today. Don't argue about your commitment that you make in giving to God. As a matter of fact, you never have to explain it because it should be personal. Ooh. Stay strong and believe that your giving matters here at the Rock Church. It matters. It helps us. It causes us to keep the doors and the lights and everything open. We love you. Have a great day today. Have a great week. And remember that Jesus is your anchor reflections. Jesus wants me to go to the other side. Number two, Jesus has gotten in the boat with me. <laughs> Number three, 
He's in the boat and he's ready to speak to the wind. <laughs> Number four, don't allow your fear and your faith turn you around. You have the faith the size of a mustard seed. All you got to do is activate it. Speak to the wind. Speak to the mountain. And it will behave. I love you. Have a great day. Peace to the family. Peace to the bishop. And peace to us all. In Jesus' name. Come on, let us stand. As I stretch my hands towards you, I want you to stretch your hands towards me. Come on, I want you to do that. May the grace of God and the peace of God rest upon you. May he smile upon you and make his face to shine upon you. May the grace of God rule, rest, and abide in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day today.